1: What's her name? Is that a, is it Barb? Ursula. Ursula. That makes so much sense. She's so much like Ursula. How do I not remember that? Yeah. I'm going to start using that. Unfortunate souls. I'm going to start using, (laughs) that was really good. Yeah. One of the scariest.
2: Great uh, villain.
1: Do you know the whole, uh, theory that all villains in Disney are essentially drag queens? (laughs) Watch Jafar. Okay. Ursula. Okay. Um, there's a couple more. <laughs> Got it.
2: Hi, alone. Welcome to another brand spanking new episode of another Bachelor podcast. My name's Dylan. I'm saddled up next to my buddy, Real Nicholas Davis.
1: Hey nah, hey now. Nah. No, is that not it?
2: No, that's not it. And
1: yeah, I won't do that. <laughs> I do want to switch it up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, right, but you can't like. You can't like bring your failing to recognize what Ico Ico is onto Ico, the podcast <laughs> and then have that be your intro. I think that's a little insane. You're right. Uh, Patrick, the producer of the podcast is, I'm sorry to say, not here with us this evening. Now, um, because our dear Patrick is absent, I'm going to take over PSAs for today because uh, we've got a couple important announcements before we get into the show. Um, First PSA, uh, Patrick is a father. (laughs) Uh, Little Elliot Hickey was born uh, eight pounds, however many ounces, uh, on March 10th, 2020. And according to the makeup of the universe on this, her birthday, she is a Pisces.
1: Uh, Nine months ago, I I knew Pat was going to have a Pisces. (laughs) Uh, So everyone wish the new mom and dad happy,
2: uh, new kid or something. I don't know. And... Practice patience tonight with Nick and I because, uh, because of Pat's selfishness, uh, we're we're going to
1: be doing the final two episodes of the season completely on our own. And though not having him here hurts the show a little bit, yeah, the amount of fucking <laughs> algorithmic attention uh, we're going to get from this new child, yeah, on our various social media channels, completely makes up for. it. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's like when a fucking. Tree fell on my car What's up with you And the F words right now uh, You usually work clean I know I know But I'm trying not to have Long pauses mm. Because we only have Two people <laughs> Okay So as Malcolm X said A man who cuss Doesn't have the words To say what's on his mind And I would I would tell him I don't have them yet uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what was I saying uh, I don't know But I, you,
2: you I, quote that Radical quite often
1: I know It's <laughs> so funny <laughs> uh okay yes i really want to finish what i was saying oh yeah i can't leave him hanging i said a tree fell on my car oh that's right tree falls on my car
2: right 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 uh and, and that's my fault for not listening because that's not like a innocuous thing a tree fell on your car
1: it's fine it's fine yeah. um it's okay you're hosting it's a it's credible it's credible weight lifted i'm feeling so cur- encouraged by the possibilities of a podcast right now thank you uh, I I just, feel, dude you uh,
2: you are in such a good place in life right now you're just <laughs> beaming with energy
1: I, I i i am i wish some crazy person wouldn't have created an instagram account <laughs> tell my girlfriend i was cheating on her erroneously only dark spot in the mirror <laughs> right right yeah. right. and i will take care of it it's a big priority um but hey hey if it's you fucking knock it off come on what kind of a crazy person does that and i really am trying (laughs) so did you finish your point because i stopped listening again Yeah, tree falls my car right love that car first nice thing really the nicest purchase i've ever made in my life yeah very excited about it tree falls my car pretty devastating but you throw that out in an awkward moment where you need some fucking small talk, I threw the F word out there again. It blows people's socks off. Yeah, I'll walk into any random elevator all of a sudden. We'll be there silent. I'll be like, tree fell in my car. <laughs> Boom. We're fucking instant friends. Did it again. I'm done. Yeah. Working
2: clean. I don't have anything like that. I just, you know, I'm in an elevator and I have like a, you know, my parents got divorced when I was 11. <laughs>
1: I mean, for the right person, you can, uh, that's hit or miss. <laughs> right. Some people are like, I don't know that pain. Uh, did you tie this back to Patrick in any way, shape, or form? It seems like a net loss okay. that we don't have Pat here. Got it. But it's a net positive because of all the social interaction we're going to get, just like the car thing.
2: So, again, be patient because it's me and Nick for uh, four hours. But anyways, we've got to get to uh, <laughs> PSA number two. Frankly, the mo- more important one, uh, we have finally crested 1,000 reviews.
1: I have this uh, theory. <laughs> this baby was not going to be born until we hit 1,000 reviews. His head would not crown until our reviews crest 1,000 reviews. Yeah, and I, I just a heartfelt thank you to everyone
2: who signed up and a special thank you to those who... Took the phone of a husband, maybe a
1: sister, or maybe a perfect stranger, and just kind of left a review for us. Um, and- Extra points if you followed Patrick's uh, advice of going to a quarry, yep. buying rocks. Going to then target buying a hoodie, going to Circuit City, Circuit but he City. called it he called it something else sure. that was very funny. Sure. So you do all those things, and then you do what he and he only calls a smash and grab, right? And you break into someone's house by smashing sure. a window and grabbing some stuff.
2: Yeah the uh, the very regional oh, regional term smash and grab. Um, a final thank you to Hallie and Ilana. You guys have truly been birds of war throughout this entire thing. <coughs> now let's get to the first part of this necessary four-hour extravaganza. As we say every season, the podcast will not be that long, though. Who knows?
1: I uh, Easy. <laughs>
2: easy. Uh, so, Nick, may I have your general thoughts as you take down one of Jocko Willink's... Uh, what's the energy drink called?
1: It's called Go, and this flavor is... Uh, I'm gonna come out and say, easily the worst of all flavors. I uh-huh. do love Jocko with all my heart. <laughs> yeah, I love the citrus and I love the red. That
2: tastes like if someone <laughs> cooked Flintstone gummies like fucking crack on a metal spoon. That's what that tastes like. That and is you know, that is revolting. I need your general thoughts.
1: Uh, pretty good episode for usually the screeching halt that is the finale. Right i enjoyed it i mean i really the spoiler free thing is carrying me yeah. um still i don't know they have Did you to, not
2: write anything down for general thoughts
1: no i didn't i didn't i didn't i do have it do you uh, have not uh, i will okay after i wrap up my uh, okay sorry sorry on the moment thought okay i was almost there i was almost there kind of right. swinging this back around there was hundred percent. Lot- I just got a suspicion
2: and I, I just I blurted it out and it was inappropriate.
1: But you were right. And if you really dug into what I was saying, even uh-huh. though it was said okay, yeah, whole lot of nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> t- look at listen to the t- rewind. Do well, yeah, rewind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do rewind. Uh, but no, it was okay again. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> for no, yeah, for only two. B- should have been. Here's my actually final general thought. <laughs> Overall, sweeping general now thought. we're on video now, so you
2: can see Nick's finger wave. And he Ma- just waved his finger like uh, Nene Leaks.
1: McKenna ain't got shit on me. Right. Ain't got shit on me. What is that from? And you're nuts.
2: King Kong ain't got shit on me. It's from fucking Training Day.
1: Thanks, Bud. Yeah. Uh, Bud's the, the word of the night. Yeah. Um And. And you're nuts. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it should only be two hours. Great this was pretty much drama, but they keep teasing yeah. this end. I don't know. What a
2: hot take! It should be shorter.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that. There's a lot of things. how many
2: people have ever said this show should be shorter?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There was a, I don't know. There's a bunch of things you could compare that to. Like, oh, it should be it should be shorter. <laughs> oh, he, hey, oh, we're on video now, so fucking <laughs> Dylan's Jim Halpert all of a sudden.
2: <laughs> Can I have your knots?
1: Sorry, seventy-two knots.
2: Uh, okay, so. You know, I dread, I mean, when you told me last week that it was going to be four hours, I literally, you know, the like when you get bad news and you're like, oh, you know, it kind of like hits you in the heart. Mm-hmm. I have to say, the first part of this four hour extravaganza, again, the podcast is not going to be that long. I thought it was fantastic. Ooh. I mean, the tea that was spilled, the drama that was going on, I mean, this was tears, fears, lights, and mics.
1: I'm so excited that you're excited. Oh,
2: I'm so excited. I'm going to give it a big old whopping 87 knots.
1: <laughs> oh, man. All I'm, right. I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> so
2: let's get to Alice Springs. Um, once again, a huge show up from another underdog tourism board. I mean, this is unbelievable. There's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. This is a harsh, inclement, life-claiming land, which reminds uh, our bachelor of falling in love. I get <laughs> It reminds me of uh, less so falling in love and more Clint's March and the uh, the G the B and the U. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, Peter meets. Are ya. you
1: talking about fraternities? What <laughs> What did you say? I knew you weren't talking about fraternities. That was hyperbole. The, the, the G the B and the U. The G the B the
2: <laughs> U. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: I do love uh, that that
2: Sergio Leone. Uh,
1: the song. Yeah, yeah. Is that Sergio Lange? I don't know.
2: Uh, so any hoodles, Something of gold. Peter meets up with his parents. Bud, bud. <laughs> Shut up, you old bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> she seems really, really sweet. Uh, but she's not. She's an absolute insane person. Spoiler. You're looking at me with a face.
1: <laughs> no. Only because I'm really waiting to get like a little gap so I could be like, hey, he's not a three-legged <laughs> dog that plays basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Airbud wasn't three legged. The real dog was. No he was.
2: He tells his parents about Maddie's uh, quote-unquote, ultimatum. Now, Peter's father... Ultimatium. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter's father, who is a coxman of the skies, uh, eventually says... <laughs> and he also
1: looks like Dave Wanstatt.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, his his opinion on the matter is essentially like, the nerve of this young girl to try and sheath your blade. What a bitch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they're just it's not good for her from the jump. Uh Hannah Ann is up first. Um I'll get to this later, but I, I've got a Mea culpa to toss out. But she just she's very sweet. She seems very, very sincere. Um, of course it's a filthy fucking lie, and she sadly stands no chance, but um She sweeps the rents off their feet.
1: I had this huge theory, and I obviously that's why they did it. Fucking Barb or whatever that psychopath's name is <laughs> yeah. was yelling, Bring our girl home yeah, right. and I assumed it was Maddie because yeah. Maddie had been to their home. Right. Uh little did I know that we just go to, it's not even it wasn't even their fucking home. It was some place in the desert, some fucking hut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. But yeah, good job, Hannah Ann. Well yeah. done. I've yeah. always loved her. Uh wasn't she my fucking <laughs> Oh, shucks. <laughs> oh my god. I would love to stop cursing. This new nick. We should get uh once a week. What do you talk, what do you think about Patreon money vocal coach? Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, so um uh, I will say she's crying a little
2: bit too much for me. Um just, you know, just very very emotionally invested. I think she she can see the writing on the walls and it makes her very very sad. Um but
1: do you want to chat uh, talk with father, talk with mother at all or should we get to um Peter sitting down with his father? Peter and his dad. Yeah. Oh, no. Before that, Hannah and Peter's mom. Yeah. This was the the biggest, I mean, everything about this woman has been a red flag. Uh From sure. her being excited four times in a windmill to every other thing. To, she's been on camera right. every other thing. Also,
2: time. she got fucking double teamed in a van before they went into a, a party, which was, like, there's a time and a place for it.
1: And, uh, I mean, this was a red flag that I saw. She said, I'm looking for someone. Uh, when she sat oh. down with Maddie before she starts, th- she she goes before she asks any questions. She goes, "I'm looking for someone." Hey, bitch! Right? Uh, Peter's looking for someone. Yeah, and you have to support that decision or not.
2: You right. are a detailed motherfucker.
1: Shut up, Pat.
2: In his stead. You are a detailed motherfucker. Um, because that is a huge red flag. I mean, when people, you have to you have to pay attention to people. People will show you dark corners of their hearts sometimes, and you have to see
1: them. Uh, you know, you're wide awake. I'm wide awake. A hard, hard truth. It is in-laws uh, can... Can really destroy what could be a blossoming relationship. I say
2: all the time. I'm so thankful that I love my wife's family so mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. It's it's unfucking believable how lucky we got. But anyways, um, uh, he sits down with dad, who asks, um, "What are you conflicted about?" <laughs> <laughs> See, he's blown through fucking Tulsa, wherever he's landed, and he's just very confused about the <laughs> dilemma. You know. <laughs>
1: Peter's like whether or not to pick Madison or Hannah (laughs)
2: yeah yeah (laughs) to start I feel bad for Hannah because as well as she's doing right now her cunning is on full display the only thing that Peter can think about is how he and Maddie are because I think I've gotten to the bottom of it she's the one he wants to pick (laughs) so I mean it's just this 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 graveyard with tombs that only read hannah Ann. you know march whatever 2020 it's all she's seeing it's like a nightmare she's walking through i feel horrible for her
1: but i mean as pat's school will tell you i mean coming in second with this much sincerity kind of odd actually is usually a good path to Bachelorette. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh Claire Clawley. Yeah. But it, I it's this whole shift in like this backlash of doing older Sure. Uh, just the uh, Mickey acquiescing to yeah. the seemingly loudest voice in the room of the insane asylum now, that is No, I don't think
2: acquiescing is the right word. You know that Mickey does not back down from...
1: I think it's a misstep. up That's why I say by acquiescing, because it's kind of thing... It, it, they,
2: she, she's absolutely horrid. You know, we have yet to give our claire preview so i don't want to step on my thoughts on claire or or yours um we need pat in here who will certainly say some very measured not offensive things about her her age and her breasts
1: so Uh, we're gonna call our preview for the (laughs) bachelorette uh i'm spitballing here uh excited another bachelor podcast okay uh, bachelorette season 15 preview finding clarity
2: Okay, so anything else
1: before we move
2: on to something so different and so emotional, we really have to see it to believe
1: it? Barb? What's her name? Is that a, is it Barb? Ursula. Ursula. That makes so much sense. She's so much like Ursula. How do I not remember that? Yeah. I'm going to start using that. Unfortunate souls. I'm going to start using... <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. One of the scariest. Great all, villain.
2: Great all, villain.
1: Do you know the whole uh, theory that all villains in Disney are essentially drag queens? <laughs> Watch. Jafar. Okay. Ursula. Okay. Um There's a couple more. Got it.
2: Maleficent's a little draggy. Scar. Scar's a little you know, affectionate. Excuse me? Wrong word, effeminate. Effeminate. He's not effeminate, he's just he is. he's, he's he is. he's a North London gentleman, you know. Who sucks cock.
1: Okay, so... um, He's, Ma- a, he's a man who wears women's clothing when he, out, <laughs> when he goes out at night. Yeah, and he has an ecstasy habit. And then he kills successful leaders.
2: Yeah, and great fathers. Um, so, Madison and the creatures around her eyes arrive next. Now, she's a very well-spoken young woman, I have to say it. Um, she sits... Yes?
1: Yeah, I agree. Clap and she, bat- she sits
2: down with Peter and she says, Listen, your cock thing took over you, and... That's fine, but a failure of the litmus test that I presented to you, uh, my possible future husband.
1: She's had this good uh, response to a couple member of the psychopath team that is the Webbers. Uh-huh. Uh He's he's like, don't you know I'm in multiple relationships? And she's like, yes, but I'm also in a relationship. Sure. Yeah. And I don't like it when when I'm in a relationship, the other person fucks other people. Right. Despite the number of relationships they may be in. <laughs> yeah but
2: it was it was fucking vegas honey <laughs> um i thought that he was going to just blather but he did make a, a pee. Uh, He said that... <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he said episode title okay people p can be peter it, okay i i think it works all right
2: maybe uh so he said that i didn't know you wanted to get married that night i had two other girls hot hot girls who wanted me to have sex with them what do you not get you bitch i mean it was like i i don't know they he goes into full-blown mvp mode when they lean in and begin whispering to one another
1: (laughs) yeah no he did he did very well
2: i had no idea that he had that gear pulling out the game where she lost her tooth oh my god that's a 98-mile-an-hour fastball up and in.
1: It's the 100% the reason we are seeing live-action remakes of Lion King. People love nostalgia. <laughs> 90s is in. Uh, uh, she actually probably lost her tooth definitely in the early to mid-2000s. Aughts,
2: yeah, the aughts. But nobody wants to touch the aughts. There's nothing nostalgic about the odds.
1: Uh that's not true. No wait what? till we find Matrix it. Matrix reloaded. Wait till we find it. No, the man. odds were
2: terrible. Uh not true. Great the, year for great decade for movies. Really, really good movie. Maybe not a great decade, but there are a couple years in there that's fantastic films.
1: The other guys.
2: <laughs> I feel absolutely horrible for Madison in this position. She's never met these people and she's being interrogated about how she feels about their son. Fucking the women she's competing against—it's a very bizarre, uh, you know, just just fucking hyenas gang. If we want to continue with the Lion King, bunch of fucking the way that you, the, the way that you drank that White Claw was <laughs> disgusting. You pulled it up to your face, you realized you hadn't hit the right part of the can, and you spun it as though you were trying to get to the soft spot of a thick cock.
1: It was a great thing to point out How, how uh, savagely I, I consumed that But Jesus still no, no, love Jesus still You had to go talking about cocks and such Oh Nick's using the word Fucking a bit much Look at you guy
2: Do you know who Harlan Williams is <laughs> His brother Jack Sits down and uh, Asks Pete if he can really Not have sex for Six months um, I think the reason why he's asking such a stupid question, um, or talking at all, really, uh, is because he sees that his older bro is really into this little evangelical uh, with a five-year-old dad, and he's like, Pete, what's going on?
1: He's like, Pete, don't you understand? I'm making it clap every day. Sure. I look like a troll, Pete, and I'm getting some. <laughs> you fly planes, sir. Right. You don't want to do this. That dad's a weirdo. She's she's not putting out. You love fucking, man.
2: <laughs> uh, it was a great chat, uh, but an even better chat was uh, Maddie versus Mother Weber. Now this was, as the kids say,
1: flames. I just had written down flames. Uh, <laughs> you stepped off. All- <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't have. I didn't, I didn't. Okay, thank God. That would have been uh, wild.
2: Yeah, so um, his mom kind of clues her into the fact that Peter's been lying about who he is for um, for the past two months. Um, you know, Peter, uh, I don't know how to put this, but um, he makes it clap, and you kind of go to church a lot. So, um, But she also says that she takes umbrage with the ultimatum that Maddie presented to Peter. Now, Maddie... You go, girl. I mean, she threw it right back in her fucking face. Talked about it, but just
1: stunning stuff from Maddie. It was, uh, I don't know, the truth will set you free yeah. in many parts. Absolutely. It, it, it started for, from her giving very clear expectations, and Peter has explicitly, except not, but also tipped mm-hmm. off in a montage of flowers and such, Right. violated these stipulations, yes. and now... Uh she holds all the cards. Right. So shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah. Mom, absolutely and truth will set you free is is you're 100% right here. The the story's not changed one time. She said the same thing over and over with alterations to the defense uh, depending on the attack that she's faced, but every time it's been brought to her lap, she has stared it down and she has spit in its face. Uh, so Pete's mom really leans into her role here. Um, I don't know if she's thinking about a tragedy, but she's conjuring up the waterworks. She says that she's prayed to God and that Madison's the devil or something. i was just paying attention. <laughs> if, no, you,
1: I spat projectile nearly across the room. Yeah. Uh, I think you nailed it though, yeah. pretty much direct quote. Uh, <laughs> she said, I'm getting a priest here as soon as possible. Uh, the power of Christ compels you. Uh, so the family wants him to pick yes, In Peter's mom's defense, Maddie's head did start spinning. Yeah, I was going to say
2: she does have the full range of neck socket um, that an owl does, which is terrifying.
1: It's wild how so many of her actions parallel classic film. (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, so, and, and you know what? The the eyelashes are a lot and I wouldn't say that Monsters Inc. is classic film, but you know the, the uh the Gorgon that Mike Kaczynski's dating and she's got her little uh her little snakes on top of her head that kinda like perk
1: up and stuff. That's Medusa? A, well, kind of a Medusa, but so moving on, um I will say I'm not one to overpromise uh, social content, mm-hmm. but I would love to do something with what we just. Do. I I got to do that original one. Maddie's Maddie's,
2: you know, eye, eyebrows or eyelashes are a lot like a Gorgon's uh, braids that are snakes, except they're spider legs that are autonomous and move around. I swear to God, if you look at them, they move around.
1: That's number six on my list of social things got to do. It. Uh, only because I really want to do the one, this one more recent one first. But to set it up, I have to do Maddie as Michael Corleone. Uh, so the family
2: clearly wants him to pick Hannah Ann, and they can clearly see that he has zero interest in doing that, as can America, which is why they have a little bit of a knip shit here. Now, I don't think that they would use that word on account of their likely anti Semitic, but they are having a little bit of a conniption. Now, it seems like Method Mom's most important quality in a future wife for her son is her being really into Peter, <laughs> which I don't know if that's necessarily a top-tier quality to have in someone. It's important, but it's not, you know, I see this and this is what I want for my, for my Peter, but... Uh,
1: according to your logic McKenna would wipe the floor with both Hannah Ann and Madison (laughs) and Chris Harrison to be honest would be in the running. He seems to really, really be fond of Peter. Yeah.
2: Now I think that she may feel this way because her husband has never shown her true love and affection. I think this could be a vicarious attraction to this kind of quality, but she begins, uh, she begins weeping. Um, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on the performance that she put on here in this this here hut.
1: You say performance, which implies acting a little bit, putting on mm-hmm. uh, I would say it's a true emotion oh. which which is a mix of being inflated by the cameras and true psychopathic possession over. Your eldest son who you yeah, think that. to be the 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 real thoroughbred of the family. Right. Not that little troll-looking dude despite, as we mentioned, he's making it clap every day right. and is shocked by the fact that Peter will not be making it clap yeah. every day if he commits to Maddie. Yeah. So I think that is real emotion pouring out of this woman who is not stable. Right. She-
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, buy rewards tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill
3: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli i guess Aha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell.
3: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Is uh, Everything she's saying is genuine. Most of the time, it would be probably even more a little like... I don't know. Well put, but the the cameras are, are. She doesn't know. She's she's torn by this. She's so used to having full manipulation over her little baby pilot Pete, who still lives at home. Right. And so- his little tiny centimeter Peter. <laughs> you're never gonna get a real woman. You have to have mommy pick your I woman. you I bet Peter. I bet
2: she fucking kiss sucks at like a moil.
1: I didn't want to say that, but I was thinking it. So, That's disgusting. Um, he does
2: that. Eventually, he's like, hey. He still breastfeeds. He says that I want Maddie more than anything and that love is blinding. I, I mean, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know what we're doing here. I want Maddie more than anything. Jesus Christ. What is the point of this?
1: It's this giant, it's this. It's a rock, paper, scissors of we're not ending in an engagement Right, right going on right yeah, now. Yeah, yes, yes uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hannah loves Peter, Peter loves Maddie, Maddie loves Jesus. It it is. (laughs) It's just. Jesus obviously triumphs overall. Right, of course. Um, Now, we go back
2: to the stew really, really quickly, or do you have final thoughts on this here, Sags?
1: Just that in this crazy montage that uh, Peter's mom put together. Right. It, it was a uh, it was a finishing touch on a a, a uh, cornucopia, mm-hmm. a cornucopia of crazy. Incredible use of alliteration by you, but yeah, it was just line after line yeah. of uh, put this woman in institution. Uh, early on, she said, "What I'm looking for," as I mentioned. Right. She said, "A mother's intuition is never wrong." Right. This was earlier. Uh, Hannah is an angel on earth. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've known you my entire life, she right. said to Hannah. Yeah. Uh, bring her home to us. Don't let her go. We will welcome her with all the love in the world. Yeah. She's a dream come true, and gl- and God has placed her here for you. Yeah, This is what love stories are made of. Now, Put her in a straitjacket. Now, remember, this is
2: a girl he's been dating for two months a month and a half of which was consumed by anywhere from
1: 25 to you know eight other women um on top of that only 90 minutes of which the mom has been there for right
2: and then i was going to say she's and the her interaction with hannah has lasted yeah not long at all so These truly are the words of a crazy woman and I think that a producer has tapped her on the shoulder and said, "Uh, do you see that mouse back there? And when she turned and saw the double barrel pointed at her kneecaps, she kind of got the message to ham it the fuck up.
1: And and ham it the fuck up she did. Yeah. Little did she know she would be used as ABC's punching bag for the last four hours of this television programming because she is the cliffhanger and... Did I say punchline? Uh, punching back. I said punching bag, but she's also a punchline. Before Chris Harrison ends everything, he's she's like and punched. Hannah's mo- and Peter's mom. <laughs> Everybody right, explodes right, exactly. In studio. She's
2: getting punched. Uh, she is a punching bag she, and a punchline. She's
1: a punch. She uh, <laughs> and uh, she's she seems to be punch-, punch drunk because she's a crazy person. Uh, speaking of punching, we've got to get to these ruse. Um, but she she could be punched up. She's not very funny. They cut to the
2: fire types of Aluhu or wherever they are. We get some OTFs from Maddie while they're flying in a helicopter which you said was a little insensitive and I agree Um, she's voicing um, concern about their relationship and while America can see Peter falling head over heels in love with Madison it's at this point where she says that she may be tired of fighting and that it may be time to surrender Um, that's when they sit down for a little cider why is there no alcohol? I'm not sure. But there
1: should be alcohol. There should be alcohol. I th- I think she abstains. No. Can't be. Are we talking about Madison? Yeah. She, we said water. Michael Corleone.
2: That's true.
1: And he made a... Ve- it was a very express explicit point uh, to say... Uh, yeah. Uh, what did he I, say? Obviously.
2: Jude? Obviously, that's what's going on. She abstains from sex and alcohol. It's unbelievable. You know, I really, really like Maddie, but this is... Apples you're twenty four years old. What the fuck is wrong with you? Have a drink. You're on television and it's ninety-five
1: degrees out. So uh um, get drunk, black out, get fucked after some cheese. What are you saying? I was just very succinctly summing up fantasy sweets. Got it. Uh so whilst batting away mosquitoes,
2: she tells him that a good warrior knows when to let another warrior fall in love or something like that. <laughs> Uh, is there any, any
1: highlights of this? Just that uh, <laughs> you look so concerned. I mean, they go. We've talked so much ad nauseum. It's really the the number one thing about the show. They they talk so, in so much hyperbole hyperbole. About the love that is created, cultivated in these two months, in these sixty days. But yeah. never has it been talked about in such grandiose terms. Yeah. Than Madison falling on this sword. Yes, it
2: was very ancient samurai
1: fighting for the land they call their home. You know, Gatling gun or not, and uh. But of course, the land that Madison calls home is the possibility of being the Bachelorette. Right. Yeah, of course. It's a weird country name. Hey, you forgot to preface that country with hot take. Oh, I mean, it's all the girls' games. I know, but
2: Maddie, Maddie doesn't seem like... She seems genuine in this instance. She really does, and and while, while the, the, the trained eye will, will see straight through this, it is important to remind people that she is a duplicitous little bitch. <laughs> and uh, she can call herself a warrior all she wants to, but
1: uh, her armor is made of nothing but lies. <laughs> I'm blown away, but also I will say no matter how innocent any of them feel, they can go in with an open heart but what they're thinking is if i make it to hometowns my baseline is 200,000 instagram followers and a and a regular salary month to month for just hanging out so i'm going to do my best i'm going to act like i love this guy if he's cool he's cool i'll spend a couple years with him but actually winning this and getting proposed to that is the that's the runner up in this competition going on and being the bachelorette unfortunately all of them are runners up right to that but uh, you're 100 percent right nobody wants to win this competition mm-hmm. nobody
2: wants to win this competition
1: if you if you fall into this perfect relationship like cassie randolph then winning is the ultimate prize because people love a couple if you have a smoking hot sister who will like weirdly post-sexual for some target ad with you. Right. Uh, I mean, that's obviously, that's jackpot jackpot. And have you been I,
2: scrolling through those social media accounts?
1: Uh, I mean, it, they've fallen out of favor because, I mean, I never really liked them. Uh, okay. But I did well, I did linger for a little bit, and, okay. and those are two good-looking girls. But yeah,
2: no, there's nothing wrong with that. You're a virile young man.
1: That that psycho father and uh, his trophy wife have cultivated the family they want to, and they were they are now moguls. They he he may not be the generous, but behind closed doors, he's doing very well for himself, and he has not left his couch. This whole thing,
2: her bidding Peter a Jew, puts Hannah in a very very tough spot because nothing instills confidence like winning by default. Now. She says Maddie says that she's going to think of him every day as she's flying away, which is a fucking lie. And you know
1: as she's looking at her bank account.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't know. I mean, uh, do we think that Maddie's going to be back next week? Harrison says, uh, you know, spoiler alert she will, but in what capacity you know, if she comes back when he's getting when he's you know getting ready to give Hannah Ann a ring? Or tell her goodbye, and he pick. If she comes back at all, I think that it's going to be a bad move for her, and I think it will be. She will. She will not do herself any favors in the public image. I think that she will be a persona non grata.
1: I haven't even really done the thought experiment of what if that like she comes back. What does that look like? I have no idea what's going to happen. I've been kind of like walking outside, eyes covered, hands over my ears. Uh just like la 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 la. But the audio file I am, I I get some stuff just a little bit through and some of the shit I'm hearing is just some of the craziest theories that they're absolutely I, I don't even know what's gonna happen. I'm trying I'm trying not to know. I just hear some You weird... better not know. You better not fucking know. I don't know. I don't know.
2: You I... better not know. I don't know. Alright, so um they get a candid shot of Peter, one, waking up, two, sitting up and thinking about what just happened, uh, heading over to the window, looking out onto the horizon of Alice Springs, and also thinking about what just happened. I, I just... The morning after the evening in which your the love of your life supposedly leaves the show, I don't know how you could do such great folk handed work, you know? I, I don't know... It would just be so awkward for me to be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll wake up dramatically, won't even hit snooze, and I'll immediately just start thinking about her for camera.
1: I thought what a really aggressive touch to like add to the drama of the whole thing was adding all that like monsoon rain in the middle of the Australian desert and having Peter look out of his window as Dido plays. What is the, what's the song? You know it. <laughs> d- if I didn't know it. Because the ABC Bachelor did it. Did they? Yeah, you missed that part? Oh. They added all the rain in the middle of the Australian <laughs> desert and they played Dido. <laughs> it's what Stan samples. What? What's that song? Come you're on.
2: not speaking the same language that I speak. I, I and maybe I sound like an idiot, but I just have zero fucking clue what you're talking about. Do
1: right you know now. the song "Stan"? No, by Eminem. No, he's the psycho fan. That's where "Stan" comes from. I don't like Eminem. It's where the term "Stan" comes from. I don't. I don't know what the term "Stan" is. This is wild. You're at you're looking at me. Are you Pat right now? I don't know what the term stan is. I it's too hard to explain then. It's an incredible song. Stan? Stan. I don't get it. So um Dido. Elton John covered it for oh. Dido. Oh. Is that the one? Did you really just come up with it or do you know the whole time? I, I will know, no, no. if you...
2: I really just came up with it. You better have. Is that what yes. it is? Uh, what are you doing? That's a different one. That's okay. a different one. So, but no, yes, what you said. I don't know what Stan is. So uh, Shitface comes to have a chat with him. They pretend like he's, uh, quote unquote, in love with two people. <laughs> the funniest part of the episode. <laughs> um, yet he's he, yeah, yeah he's in love with two people, yet he's talking about not surrendering and that Hannah has has cooties and he hates her. I think he said something like that.
1: I thought cooties was a bit much. It's like, act your age, Peter. Mm -hmm. When they showed him in the morning after acting sad after the whole Dido in the rain, I can't believe you missed that part. But no, all the stuff you definitely did see. Yeah, yeah, he was posing, I got you, and I took it too far. I'm gonna say that. (laughs) I'm gonna say it was a little bit much, but I'm surprised you didn't get my references. But the point is, yeah, I, I... and and if it was raining? Yeah, yeah. And then he was looking out. The just wind. continue, though. That's the saddest scene you could paint. You should listen to Stan. You hate Eminem. I don't like Eminem. His hits were bad. He
2: has so much. I don't like it, that kind of music.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I like Jerry I don't, Rafferty. I can say I don't listen to it now. Yeah. But I just, I mean, sometimes. Do you listen to Poco? mm You don't know Poco? mm Hannah Ann arrives,
2: and Peter seems uh, sad to see her. They head to a kangaroo sanctuary, which kind of melted my heart. Uh, but it did tell a very dangerous lie to the American audience. Now, uh, kangaroos are not to be fucking trifled with, okay? Um, they're one of the few species in the animal kingdom that has a dangerous jab. I can probably think of like four or five. Um, all these little orphans are pretty, pretty darn cute. Just be wary.
1: That's exactly actually my point yeah. that, that I had. Uh, yeah. What they didn't show you, he's got this button, uh, a garage door opens up in the back.
2: You're talking about the friendly man who built an orphanage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who, by the way, when they first met, he hopped out of his, uh, his jeep yeah. and peter stepped all over his good day mate right he said he said what's up guy it was yeah. right at the same time yeah 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 that was like yeah that you can tell peter's a pussy cuz
2: he stepped back when that man got out of that jeep he was very intimidated by him good day mate
1: mickey was in the control room and he literally just put a bullet in someone's head when that happened he's, <laughs> he's like why did he not know this he says good <laughs> day mate and then peter talks <laughs> what are what are you doing No. One. Mickey doesn't miss. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... um, Will that happen again? And then, no, and then uh, the man... Oh, what I thought was very nefarious about this place and they didn't show was the man has a button, garage door opens up, right? and instead of cute little feeding them uh, bottles... It looks like Freddie Roach's wild card boxing gym and he's training these kangaroos <laughs> to fight. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a hu- huge, huge <laughs> human versus kangaroo fighting underbelly oh, yeah. in, oh, yeah. in, in Australia. Yeah. And the center of the desert is where the shit goes down because I obviously the government is trying to crack down it, on it it's, if it's they don't a, get their
2: piece. It's essentially like um, the vampires and the lichens from the franchise starring Kate Beckinsale underworld um so
1: anyways why does she like these younger gross dudes <laughs> um,
2: he and Anna sit down for great question nick he and Anna sit down for another close chat with more mosquitoes now she can clearly see that he thinks that she has cooties and she is worried about it i don't know how she's able to put on a a bravish face and just charge forward without confronting this at all like hey Hannah why don't you just go like hey you seem off and I'm concerned about that because well well, I'm getting ahead of myself but you know we now get to the night date aka the night before he's supposed to propose to her so in this moment you could really just ask
1: hey what's going on and she doesn't do that I thought she tried a couple of times. It was never perfect, but I mean, she I thought she tried to put him on the spot, and he just evaded it. I thought he almost was telling her, hey, he said it's bittersweet. Yeah. He said whatever. I don't know. Uh,
2: listen, she, she really only talks about how she's feeling. She doesn't ever ask him, like, what's wrong with you? And I just felt so fucking bad for her, because she was... You know, her and her boobs were ready for that last stand. Um, I was concerned when he grabbed her that he was going to bury his hatred for her and uh, just have sex with her one, one more night, but um, alas, he did not. Um, my heart breaks for her because she's just getting dragged along and dragged along, and it's so obvious that the girl he wants to marry is gone, and she got in that dress. It's The whole thing is just awful.
1: And I- I'm going to preface this by saying it was pointed out by a female baby bird but at one time with that dress, it was kind of a uh, almost an auburn. Uh, oh, I didn't even do that on purpose. Well, there you go. Uh, but and it wasn't super auburn. I don't know. I would have to see it again. Um, it's crazy. More uh, more
2: more desert blonde. Okay. Okay. Than auburn, I would say. But
1: someone did point out female baby bird, uh, and then another female baby bird confirmed it. At one point, they're sitting down. You see her uh, teal panties. Still sounds creepy, even despite yeah, the preface. Even, I was
2: going to say, no matter how many times you said the word female, which in the correct context doesn't sound misogynistic, but um, you, you you prefaced it. And then just with the way that you talk and the way that you are, yeah, you commenting on her tail panties, just I mean, there wasn't enough uh, feminism you could front load that with in the world.
1: I would say, I was just thinking about this the other day. I'm so excited to be covering 30 guys. Yeah! Oh my God! To not have this problem of hey hey, I'm gonna talk shit about anybody you put in front of me. Right, but then it does present the line them
2: up. It does present the problem though that invariably uh, one of us, uh, mainly Pat, will take aim at uh, the bachelor or bachelorette and possibly call them a race baiting two bit dumb whore, you know, something like that. Rachel Lindsay, I was referring to. So before we go, uh, I have to say uh, just a final mea culpa. I laid into Hannah Ann in the beginning of the season because I was so sure she was going to be the villain um, and that she was case she was poison. And while I haven't faltered nearly at all on that opinion from that opinion, I do just feel very, very sorry for her. She's fought so hard, but sometimes a warrior needs to surrender. So that's our show. Before we get out of here, we have a jam pack. String of Nick Davis classic hashtag segs.
1: I would love if you to offload this. Uh, and I know you host the show. Right. And you lead us through it. Sure. You're talking to you Put in some segments. So it doesn't seem like Nick's just tooting his own Right, board. right, right, right. I just love segments. right. Uh, I would even bequeath some of these if you really like latch on when you're like, oh, I love that segment. You would man. give me one? Oh, anyone but not probably Nick's Fire Tweets I would keep. Okay.
2: Why don't you do the new one first?
1: Okay. This one's called, and this is working title. It's called Nick's Patreon Update.
2: <laughs> okay. I love that. Because it plugs the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And it's also a bit.
1: Uh, and it's barely a bit. It's oh, really excuse me, segment. Yeah, segment almost also barely that it's pretty much plugging the patreon (laughs) but i think also we can make it funny because we're putting some pretty wild stuff on there yeah so to update people about it but what i want to call it so that's working title (laughs) what i want to call yeah it's nick's pat dill oh it's nick's pat period all caps dill it stands for nick's patreon and then i really haven't figured out that dyl got it but Got I it. really want to call this Nick's sure. Pat
2: Dill. And the, it may not work. It remains to be seen. But regardless, we'll go with the working title right now and the brand new segment.
1: So what we have coming up or on there, and I will be posted by the time this episode goes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give a bunch of shit that probably won't be posted. Right. But the goal is to be posted. Right. So we got uh, obviously our below deck sailing recap doing a wonderful job over there. Thank you guys.
2: Uh, I hope you guys are loving it.
1: Uh, uh, I must commend ourselves when I say we're doing a wonderful yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're killing that. <laughs> uh, and Pat had a baby. We're gonna we're gonna add that into the fold to make some funny stuff happening. Sure. Uh, oh man, we'll have Pat's baby here, but no Pat. Yeah. Just crying noise in the background. Yeah. So what's the update us on Patreon? So we got those Padelo Deck sailing recaps. Right. Just the same recap type format that you've come to know and love. Uh very close. And this is I've I've been very much enjoying our old stuff. This is from two years ago. We've now been doing this three and a half years essentially. This is from two years ago. It's the best of Bachelorette season thirteen, Rachel Rachel Lindsay season. Yes, we listened to a bunch of clips about us talking. It's a about best it. of
2: show. It's a it's a best of show.
1: And then we commented on those own clips of ourselves. Yeah, and it was super fun but it was recorded so long ago that it's now a look back in time and so much has happened and it's like it's just fun. It's Pat's just, a
2: father now. Yeah. Pat's it, a
1: father now. It's it's very fun. The full Corinne review is there and uh those are all guarantees and then some more video content. A bunch, we've got a bunch of episodes recorded. Going to add some stuff to it to make to make it unique. Hey, that really was
2: just a plug for our Patreon.
1: But I think there were t- a couple things we said were funny. No, no. It was pretty much just a plug and saying what was on the Patreon. <laughs> All right.
2: So next segment is a hilarious segment. It's a fan favorite segment. And it is, of course, as the kids say, flames. It's Nick's Fire Tweets.
1: Here we go. Nick's Fire Tweets. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorite tweets. And do you want
2: to explain? Oh, you just did.
1: This one was from April 29th, twenty. 20- Nineteen, very recent Wow fire tweet. wow, not hopping
2: not happen in the wayback machine for too long, are we?
1: We are not, but it's also very apropos for the time of year. Yeah. I begin spring cleaning tip: Remove clutter and save room by hiding your Russian nesting dowels, all caps inside. Yeah each other. Now,
2: have you said that one on this very show before?
1: I have a strickening strickening? No. Strict. God, no. Strickening fear? What do you call it? I don't know. Yeah, strickening fear, I feel. No, it. Like. I don't think so. Strickening fear. Yeah. I believe, I have a strickening fear that I have used this fire tweak
2: before. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have another one? Just in case. You wouldn't want to be caught with your pants down.
1: I I'd look like an idiot if I did, so that is exactly why I do. Oh, that is why I do. My God. I do have a backup. Although the reason it's backup, I guess, by nature, is because it's not like super fire. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm just trying to work it out, babe. What's, uh, what's the fire tweet? Uh, the fire tweet is, nothing gives me more anxiety than picking out an avocado. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think I, people get that.
2: I think that one's even more fire and a little tip for you and yours. If you're ever trying to pick an avocado, Alton Brown once told me on his show, Good Eats, which is chalk filled with recipes that are overly complicated and not that good. But he did say, when you go over to an avocado, if you pluck the root of the stem out from the seed and peer inside the flesh, it'll give you a window into the state of that fruit. Um, If it's brown, you don't want it, but you could probably feel that on the outside. If it's a little too pale, you could probably feel it on the outside, too. It's a little too hard. It's really next to impossible to get a perfectly ripe avocado straight from the store, come home, and make guac that day. I mean, you've just got to set them next to some nanners for a while for them to fully mature. So thank you for that comedic take and for setting me up to kind of bestow a little bit of culinary knowledge on... Our and other Bachelor podcast
1: listeners who don't often get to hear me talk about the culinary arts. Well, guess what? After I explain this segment, I'm going to tell you something that will blow your mind.
2: That's how you tease.
1: Errors and omissions is where I point out places where we are. Thank you for explaining it. And things we omitted. Thank you for explaining it. Uh, the thing that is going to blow your mind is that, oh, guess what? Once again, we have not erred, and we have not omitted anything.
2: Come king, you best not miss. We will be back to break down the final two hours of this four-hour extravaganza. Will Madison return? Will Hannah Ann's heart be broken? Will Peter claim his own life? We don't know the answers to these questions, but we will be here do you think that's a real possibility? I absolutely think it's a very, very real possibility.
1: Also, <laughs> um,
2: you know, just because we've gotten to a thousand ratings and reviews and more does not mean that you guys, new listeners, do, can can stop. Because Pat told us before he had a child uh, that if we don't get to 1500 by the end of next season, he's quitting the show. So we'll see you guys soon for, uh, the, like I said, the second part of the Bachelor finale. I'm Dylan saying goodbye. Nick, say Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs>